All right. Hello, and my name is John Michael Collins. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Before we get started, the music you just heard is fun, it's upbeat, and in a way kind of depicts me. I would like to thank and give a very special shout out to my friends Marino and Noah Correa, who provided the music for this project. They're part of a company called Cinema Sonic, which is a company dedicated to providing quality audio and visual works for your next project. They're planning on opening a new studio in the Seattle area catering to professional level podcast production. If you would like to learn more, visit their website at cinema-sonic.com. Cinema as in a movie cinema, hyphen, sonic as in supersonic.com. This is super exciting just getting to do this. I've done things in the past that have a sense of purpose, but maybe it's like this just time of quarantine that makes a sense of purpose feel more better, more important. I printed a fresh page of notes, and this is great. This is beautiful. This podcast is a personal and therapeutic tool that I call a vocal diary. It's just a space for me to process my thoughts, exploring stories, and just posting them if anyone's interested in listening. If nobody's interested in listening, that's perfectly okay. If you don't want to listen, you're missing out on cool stories. To be quite frank... Maybe it's just me who thinks they're cool. I can explain it to you, but I can't make you understand the stories, which is kind of the downfall. Episodes 1 and 2, and only those two episodes, I give you a a chronological synopsis of kind of how I got to where I am right now. I mean, there's some things that I haven't included, but I'm still figuring those things out. Max episode time is 20 minutes. I'm going to do everything I can to not stray from that. Let's jump right in to our next topic. To when I realized my support system was scattered. I have this year as 2017 and my age being 24, so three years ago. I had just moved from northern Colorado to Minnesota. I felt completely alone. My roommates went to work and then they came home and we didn't really talk. Minnesota in itself was just like a lonely three months of my life. Kind of depressing. I don't, I mean, we all have those things, those times we just don't want to think about. They're kind of touchy subjects in a way. It was a bunch of huge amounts of transition. I say 2017 because the whole Minnesota thing. But in all honesty, like... Since that point, I've been realizing more and more how scattered my support system is. And if you think of Jesus, his 12 closest friends were with him all the time. They were living in close community with him. And we don't really hear about him, like, FaceTiming his mom or, you know, when he was walking on water. Like, hey, (laughs) Hey guys, check it out. I'm walking on water. (laughs) He could have done something like that. I honestly don't know. Someday I'll figure it out, but ultimately it won't matter at that point. It's really hard when you move around a lot. I figured out that I had moved at least since the time I was born 20 times. That's where I started to think of my life as like, I started referring to myself as a tree or like a plant. A tree is a plant. Is a tree a verb? Is a plant just being a tree? 
is the act of being a tree. Anyway, I would often reference my emotional stability as a metaphor. Imagine you have a plant, and so many times you uproot that plant and move it into a new pot. It still has the same roots, but you're putting it in a new environment. It's hard for it to establish solid roots. In those roots come your support system, because the roots are what support the plant. The longer that a plant is in one place, it gets stronger, and that anchor of it becomes reinforced. It's been really hard trying to make friends. I know a lot of people, which is a huge blessing. A tiny fraction of those people are currently where I live. That's a habit I'm trying to break. We all have our habits from our childhood where we're trying to break. My psychiatrist referred to this as like your childhood blueprint that's given to you from your parents. In the first six years of life, you you learn a majority of habits from your parents. After that point, it's up to you to sift through those, keep the ones you like, take out the ones you don't like, and not saying that where I'm currently at now is directly related to what I learned, and it's nobody's fault. It's just, you know, that's how life works. Being a plant, being a tree, being uprooted, however many times you are, finding your support system. Ultimately, what it boils down to is, other than life circumstance and different situations that cause you to uproot and move and leave, and some things are honestly out of your control. Like me moving from Colorado to Iowa, so that was like the first big time that I was uprooted. And yeah, try to be content with where you're at and what surrounds you, the environment you're in, and to know that it's only temporary and you can always change it if you don't like it because you deserve better than what you think you deserve. All right, this is a fun one. 2009, to when I made some cool art in middle school. This goes back to the school, to, to middle school, to Pioneer Polaris. Like I said, one of my earlier episodes, this school is super cool and just encouraging kids, encouraging teens to just pursue being fun, pursue being weird. They didn't have like class like, this is weird 101. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Maybe I should teach that class. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hope you aren't thinking I'm crazy. And if you do, that's perfectly fine. Because let's talk about it. I made like this flip book. I don't know how many layers it had, but it had a base drawing of like a skeleton of a horse. Or maybe it was like, no, the base drawing I think was an outline. They were all kind of like transparency pages and we drew on them somehow. I don't remember. So there was an outline of a horse. Within that outline, we drew the bones, the skeleton of a horse. On top of that, I don't know, we drew muscles and then nerves. There were just different layers to the horse, and then you put them all on top of each other. This is the horse. I have no clue where that is. It'd be cool to see. I could probably recreate it, because anything you spend a lot of time doing, you're familiar with it, and you could probably do it again, even though it's a bummer because you feel like you might be wasting time, but maybe not. Another art piece I did in that school was 
this was like the one and only time I was ever good at drawing part of the human body, and it was a skull. When I draw, I usually look up an image. I try not to trace it because, like, my phone is super small. If I want to draw it super big, I actually put on worship music and draw it. That's how it comes out pretty well for the most part. But during this this project, I drew two human skulls. The human skulls were gray. I think I colored their eye sockets in black. The background was like blue. A portrait-oriented page. You have a skull on the bottom and a skull on the top. They're each facing the same direction. From each of their foreheads, you have like this beam of light or fire or something in their crossing. I think I colored like I'm colored I'm like orange and yellow, so I'm pretty sure it was fire. That would be pretty cool if I could shoot fire from my forehead while riding a horse. Oh my gosh, that'd be so cool. And then this last piece of artwork actually got featured in a furniture store. It was like a Halloween themed bed. And so I don't know if like this was all the students. These were all made under the same teacher, by the way, and you know who you are. And I commend you for this. You are a super awesome human being. This bed that I made, we had this super giant piece of chipboard. People get chipboard and cardboard mixed up. Cardboard is the thing that it's like two layers and the squiggly, the squiggly like piece of paper in between that's glued to make it like, what do you call it? Structurally sound. And chipboard, unfold a cereal box and you just have that flat sheet In the class, we had like a thicker piece of that. Oh my gosh, I made such a detailed blueprint of how this thing went together. I wish I could just, I wish I could just like pull these things out of my brain and like have them right there without having to put any more work into making it a a thing. Yeah, maybe someday. Once it was all put together, it was the base of the bed and the headboard. They were orange with these black dots. The bed, there was like a a simple piece of black velvet laying over it. If I can design my own furniture someday, I'm definitely going to do this. And then I think it had pillows on it too. The pillows were like velvety pillows. Maybe they weren't, but someday that'd be cool because like then they could do different themes. Or just like your own favorite color, your own favorite color scheme. This, This time of quarantine... I've taken away a handful of things and I'll take away more things once it's once things, you know, get better. As things get better, I'll take more things away. One thing I've taken away is hashtag feed your creativity. I personally believe we were all designed in the image of a creator. Whatever you believe, you know, just think of creation, creating something. Each one of us has a specific potential that we can express through creativity, our imagination, which is why as a child, you're always building something, coloring, whatever. And as as you grow older, that's something, unfortunately, that gets lost. So I've been trying to kind of encourage people, hey, what's something that you used to do creatively that you don't do anymore. Usually when you create something, you're proud of it and it brings you joy. Like for me, 
spending lots and lots of hours talking and putting it all together to make it sound, I'm creating a story from a very disorganized story. Let's jump right into to this next one. To when I learned how to protect an egg when it fell from a fire truck ladder. 2004. Really, all of elementary school, we did this. It was called the egg drop. It was a yearly tradition that the school did where you're given a raw egg using your creativity, your imagination. I think we had rules to certain things that we couldn't use, but the goal was that when it was dropped from a fully extended fire truck ladder, upon hitting the ground, it would not break. And I think there were prizes to the best design, and I think we got stickers for even if our egg survived. It was just a cool little, cool little thing we did. There were years my egg broke, years it didn't break. I remember there being this one, like someone built this super big parachute to hold the egg that was like in like a bubble or something and the fire truck would come into the to the playground area this huge playground area park extend the ladder and then in waves just take all of our drops up in this giant trash bag and like throw them one by one and everyone would be like gathered around which was super sweet just to like see people together and we would all watch it. People were like, oh, is that mine? People would get all excited when they saw their drop and were anticipating whether or not it would break. All of them were dropped. The firefighters would pause and like on their way down to get another bag, however it worked. Everybody would go run and Sometimes people like trampled over other people's eggs, which was super disappointing. That might have happened to me one year. Just be creative with your time. Find ways to be creative. And that school, encouraging kids to be creative. That's pretty cool. Looks like we got one more topic that we can talk about during this time. To when I joined Facebook and social media became a lifestyle choice. So my Facebook shows that I joined in 2007, 14 years ago. Hoorah. I'm sure... Just like me, you have similar opinions on social media and how it affects who you are psychologically and how many friends you have, like the things that you post, trying to get likes from people. Okay, this is something that honestly does not make any sense to me. I see people post things. I get super creative sometimes with my social media. I'll be like, why did only three people like this? And then someone posts a picture of just themselves in the mirror. Which, to be honest, that's probably cooler than my fern, Riley. She's pretty cool, but, like, I post about her a lot now. And I recently let go of trying to win approval from people. Because you won't always be able to make people feel how you want them to feel. And you have to be okay with that. Every year... At least the last the last six years, I say this every year that it's it feels like six years. Every year I give up social media for Lent. The season of Lent is just a period where you abstain from something in symbolism to times in the Bible where people abstained from things. And I'll give up coffee. I'll give up social media. It has definitely 
changed. What we as a society prioritize is what's as important. You know, you have the choice of spending time with the people you're sitting around, or you can all look at your phones, look at what other people are doing in photos of them being with their friends. There's definitely a fine balance. I'm not in any means trying to say that it's a horrible thing. There are definitely benefits to it. I'm able to talk to my friends in other countries about what's going on in their life. So I said it became a lifestyle choice. I have an Instagram account. I have Snapchat. I also have LinkedIn, which I don't really spend a lot of time on currently at the time of this recording, but maybe I should. I used to have MySpace, Bebo, (laughs) for the very few of my friends who were friends of mine on Bebo, and like the, the one person that introduced me to Bebo. If you were my friend on Bebo, you know who you are. And MySpace. MySpace was definitely, gosh, no, it goes even, okay, MySpace was like the first time where you could make a profile and have actually have top friends. Like you could have top five friends or top 10 friends, 25, whatever. And you would constantly be reorganizing your friends based off of, you know, which one you liked better. (laughs) I don't remember at all who was my top one. I remember a few people who were like in there who made the cut. No doubt we have people in our lives who we spend more time with them. So yeah, they would probably be more of a top five or 10 friend, but one's not better than the other. I just spend more time with them. So my most recent platform No, ding dong, this is the newest one, TikTok. TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Bebo, MySpace, MSN Instant Messenger, AOL Instant Messenger. And I don't know if there was an AOL profile. I definitely remember the AOL address name to the girl... I had a crush on in elementary school, and I won't disclose that information, but if you're listening, you know who you are. (laughs) Just be mindful of social media and how much time you're actually spending on it. There's more to life than watching other people enjoy their lives. I mean, it's okay to watch people enjoy their lives. Just make sure that you're enjoying your life more than you are watching other people enjoy their life because you can get very depressed I believe it only takes half an hour of being on social media to start feeling that sink in. When I was little, I had a neighbor who, driving his RC car, when he decided to go inside and I left, he was like, see you next time. So I really want to thank you from the deepest part of my heart for tuning into this episode. Please feel free to share this with your family and friends and anyone and everyone you know. And also, if you don't mind, head over to my website, which acts as my creative portfolio, johnmichaelcollins.com. Oh yeah, I'm a cowboy. Here I'm just talking and I'm right on my horse. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 